Hello and welcome to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're full season ticket holders at Ashton Gate who love the club, the game and all things Bears. So for a light-hearted take on Bristol's progress on and off the pitch this season, stay tuned. In this week's show, we talk about the dramatic 27-27 draw at home to London Irish and look ahead to next week's European game against Stade Francais at the gate. There's our thoughts on our big sign-in plus more transfer speculation and as ever, we finish with our regular Gets My Goat feature. I'm Tony and I'm joined by Lee, Miles and Pete for a cheeky beer and some rugby banter. Well, Pete, uh, thanks for uh, hosting again at uh, your place, the uh, the little studio that you've got here. Um, how's your, your week been? Well, first, Tony, yeah, no, it's nice to have you back again. I think there was a feeling that the sound quality was, was quite good in this uh, little... Uh, this little room and we've been thinking about what to do with it for a while so maybe we should uh, make it into a little podcast studio uh, but actually we were I was under the impression we were going to go to Miles's gaff this week but apparently the National Trust are in doing some renovations so um, <laughs> I, was, I was happy to have us back here again but yeah no it's been a good week you know I was looking forward to the game today um, so uh, but you know yeah we'll get on to that in a minute I guess let's hear what some of you the fans had to say just after the game Hi, I'm uh, Laurie, and I thought it was a, a pretty tough game today. London Irish had a good defence. Um, we, we left some opportunities out there. Um, it was a shame to see some of our kicking wasn't up to standard, but you have off days. But, you know, the spirit's good. We got two points, and we'll be second in the league going into Christmas. Uh, my name's Pete Persler. I live up in Wooden Under Edge. I was a little disappointed, in fact, that they didn't seem to take full advantage of the fact they had an extra man for most of the match. So I don't think the score was as good as it could have been. Stuart Williams should have beat them clearly but we ruined it a little bit I think by not passing the ball but they never give up Bristol and it's beautiful to see Hi my name's Julie and it was a close game I really enjoyed it Um, it was a shame that it was a draw because it was it was a good 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 contest Hi I'm Simon what was the difference today the kicking kicking two two uh, hip hip post man it's got to be the difference isn't it it's all there hello this is Mrs Binzi and you're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate okay so um, it's Sunday evening it's a couple of hours after the game's finished uh, and fair to say I think we're a little bit disappointed uh, to uh, have seen five points potentially slip away I know we got three so uh, so, Miles, maybe your your initial thoughts on the game? Um, I feel a bit flat, to be honest with you. It's, uh, it's a sort of a slightly lacklustre performance that I saw today. Um, the missed opportunities, missed kicks. You're right, Pete. I'm Tony. We, we should have had five points in the bag, but to only get three, yeah, it feels a bit disappointing. Lee, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I'd agree with Miles. I think the game management was lacking at times. Um, Urine and Sheedy had shockers, and for one of them to have a shocker in one day is bad enough. But them both on the same day was was um, well, I don't think it's ever happened to be honest. Sheedy again didn't have his kicking boots on, did he? At the post a couple of times. Um, I feel flat like Miles. Yeah, mm. I think that was a winnable game for us. Pete. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, frustration, frustrating is the word. I think, and particularly when you think that you know we scored four tries, we got we got we got a bonus point but at no time in that game did we ever take control and kick on 
when we you know when we we got on the front foot and um it, you know we also left we left 10 points on that pitch as well and on another day you know a couple of those penalties conversions going in we might have been you know might be gone so yeah i mean i think lee's point is is a really good one about the the halfbacks is that you know, they, they didn't, I mean, Uren didn't have a great kicking game. You know, I think, was it three, pretty much three, went straight into touch. You know, you look, he, you could tell he was frustrated. He looked frustrated. Obviously, Sheedy, you know, missed those kicks. And, you know, you felt as though maybe, you know, his confidence was down. And it does make a big, it's not just their, it's just not what they do. It's the fact they're controlling the game. And, mm. and you know, and, you know, when the, the lead changed, I think it was something like eight times. But we, when we were attacking, we looked look good it just shows there was something lacking in that in that control decision making and so forth I, I, I think one thing to say and I think we've got to be fair here I thought London Irish played really well they were up for it defensively they were sound they are a big big mm. team they were very good at the breakdown uh, and let's face it you know they, they got the man sent off didn't they um, and they, they, they played well with 14 men now I know we've got the uncontested scrums um, I think that was really unfortunate. It kind of nullified our our, our advantage, but um, you know, Irish aren't going to be at the bottom of the table this season. No. And uh, you know, fair, fair credit to them. They came with a game plan, um, and as much as we're disappointed with our own performance, I think Irish, you know, they they, they did play well. Yeah, they deserve yeah. a lot of credit. Um, I mean, I would say that, that we. On the podcast last week, we said it was going to be a tough game, mm-hmm. um, and they were even more dogged and determined than I expected. To be perfectly honest, and yeah, full credit to them. They they come away and they got you know they got what they what they needed. I think it shows going back to the halfback thing. I mean, they had they had Stephen Myler, you know, veteran. He's been there, seen it, done it. He didn't. He didn't put a foot wrong. He didn't miss a kick. You know, and and Paddy Jackson, who's also a fly off playing at fullback. You know that the, the kicking from hand was was pretty good, and it was you know it was solid. It just shows that, that you know sometimes you just need that experience, that gnarly sort of knowledge, particularly with Myler. Um, you know, and our kicking game wasn't as good today. I mean, not just not just. I mean, I picked out Andy Uren, but you know, it, a lot of the kicks seemed to be just be drifting high and going straight to men. When they see, we, you know, we were looking from where we were sat, and we thought oh, there's some space there. Yeah. And, you know, we didn't. It was just one of the, one of those days. And, you know, we we talked about kicking before, and you know, when it works, it's brilliant. But you know, you've got to be consistent with it. Absolutely, I think obviously Dan Thomas getting that injury. I think that was 11 minutes in. He went yeah, off. Yeah. That disrupted things a little bit. Um, there was the red card I mean I where we were sitting in the dorm when I didn't notice anything at first and obviously it went to the TMO do we think it was a, a deserved red card yeah. Yeah. yeah I think so 100% I think it's it's it goes back to what was said earlier on in the World Cup you know it's very very clear you don't go that's Miles trying quietly to open a bottle of beer and, and failing miserably. So, uh, that, was, that, was that was about as good as Aaron's box kicking, that was. But anyway, um, what were we saying, Tony? I can't even remember what we were yeah, talking it was, about. Yeah, it was deserved sending off. But, but, oh, yeah, yeah. but funny enough, I didn't see it as well in, in the actual game time. I yeah. didn't see it at all until it was pulled up on the TMO. Nor, nor did Chris Vui. No, well, initially <laughs> we, were, we were worried it was going to be one of our players yeah. that was, yeah. yeah. was going to be sent But just, off. just going back to what I said, I mean, I think there's no sympathy. It's, it's crystal clear. And I mean, how many times did it, you know, do you have to watch the World Cup and to know that if you go in with your shoulder and you hit someone's head 
and you've got no arms, you're, you're going to get a red. And, you know, and I think... Um, you know, they they got to learn. You know that's just that it's it's unfortunate. I think Pat said after the game, I sort of picked up his interview quickly, and he said, yeah, it's always unfortunate to have a red. You don't want it, but you know you got to learn. That's the mm. refs are clear on it, and the guy's got to learn from it, and hopefully he will. But yeah, I mean, I, I think we thought all oh, that in the second half we'd have a dominant scrum, get some penalties in, but as Tony said, it was nullified, wasn't it, yeah. by the uncontested scrum, and it was just a really disappointing second half, wasn't it? We had no advantage in the scrum. Uh, as soon as London Irish fired it out to the back, I mean, they were on fire, weren't they? Um, and, a, and a try by them in the corner, I mean, it was pretty even Stevens actually, in the second half. Well, the intercept, uh, intercepted try as well, I mean, that was a giveaway again, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, it was so frustrating. To... Was that a loose pass from, who was that from, Sheedy or...? I, I don't know, uh, I can't remember who it was. It might have been um, Randall, actually, but just looking at my um, at the, the way the points went... Uh, we were 15-10 up. We just had that Charles Piertel try under the posts. You know, we were all... The adrenaline was pumping. Um, then we had... I, I mean, look, we then had some more pressure, got no points. And then we were pressurising, and that's when the interception try came. So from 15-10 up, looking like we were going to push on, suddenly we were back to 15-17 again. And it was this... This is what I mean. It was just... We needed to score like twice. And then, mm-hmm. you know, and then Ed Holmes. I mean, you know, he then scores on 69 minutes... He then scores that amazing try. Um, the report said four tackles. We definitely carried three. Three. Um, the three the tackles con- that he broke through. He broke yeah. through. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Then you know, but then we missed the conversion. So we're only twenty seventeen, and then then a foe gets binned. There's a scrum uncontested in front of us, and they score. And it's just this, you know, no, at no point did we. Yeah were able, whatever, for by hook or by crook, to, to push on. It was stop-start yeah. today, wasn't it? It yeah. was, and it was a game of two halves, really, wasn't it? Because, you know, I, I think, the when was the first score? Well, it was the about, first score was um, not until 31 minutes. 31 minutes, of, so it was a tight, really attritional yeah. game to start start with, and then obviously quite a seesaw game um, after that. Um, but let's let's not be too disappointed because there were some yeah. some really bright points there. You know, I think we scored four good tries. Um, man of the match, Charles Piertau. I see twenty five carries and guess how many meters he made today. Go on, you. Are we three figures? Two hundred. Two, yeah, two hundred and one meters. You, you I mean that that is quite incredible in the in, in the Premiership, and I think that will keep him top of the um, the the carry tables. He's already top now, isn't he? He is, yeah, or he was, yeah, coming into this weekend, and I'm sure he'll be there again. I thought Thacker uh, was looking more like him, his his old self. He yeah. was very lively, great try. Obviously, we've talked about the Ed Holmes try as well. Um, Piertau going in. Um, Moran was, you know, his usual. He was spot on, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, um, and we're still un- undefeated at Ashton Gate. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're second in the league. And I know it's two points drop and we're all, we're all a bit flat. But, um, you know, uh, would we have taken, sec- uh, you know, second in the league this, this oh, you been. know, going into the start of December? Um, just just noting on the the stats, I think we made six hundred and eighteen meters to their three hundred and fifty nine. But interestingly, although they were down to fourteen men, possession was fifty fifty, uh, and in fact they 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 just edged the territory fifty three percent to forty seven percent. 
So um, I think it's it's certainly a game with lots of talking points. Mm. Disappointed that we didn't get the full five points, but actually three points and to be sat second in the league. Um, we can't complain, can we? Can't, can't no. really complain. Voice of reason, Tony, as usual. Well, well, thank you, thank you. Um, Pete, that's it. Um, sorry, I was, I was just looking um, down at the other scores because I just wanted to quickly talk about some of the other scores. Uh, obviously, Gloucester um, didn't quite manage to get over the line against Quinns today. Exeter gave Wasps a real hide in. Uh, Wasps are another team that are in trouble. Northampton, I, you know, a few of us, I think, saw the Northampton yeah. game yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, did, yeah. And uh, they looked really, really good. Really, really good. Um, mm. Sorry, that's my phone going off. There we go. Super it's all happening today, boys. I know, it is. Um, I, think, uh, I think his wife's asking him, have you put the dinner on, Tony? Oh, din- dinner's long gone. Um, <laughs> but Leicester, gosh, they're yeah. a team they, in trouble, aren't they? I mean, they looked it. I mean, you know, the, uh, the sort of Saracens brought back all their internationals on Friday night. It was, wasn't a great game. We, we watched that, didn't we? But as did Leicester and... They seemed to have no impact at all, did they, on the entire match? Northampton played brilliantly, and I, th- I think they're in deep trouble. I think Leicester yeah. is the worst Leicester side I've seen. Yeah. Well, forever. Uh, yeah. I can't yeah. remember them ever being this bad. On yeah. paper, it shouldn't be, should it? No. But no. yeah, not not gelling, not gelling. Uh, and then it, uh, there was a. Um Another red card there for sale when they looked to to be in control in Worcester and Worcester ran out 2013 winners. Um, And just on that Bath game, yep, Sarri's brought all the big guns back. Uh, Again, you know, it wasn't a classic. And my goodness, that pitch at the wreck. Shocker. It was shocking, wasn't it? Uh, The way it was cutting up and one of the the try areas, it's just like a mud bath. I think it's got. I mean, it's, I think it's in a worse state than Pete's garden, but Pete hasn't even got any grass on the back, has he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've got to point out, boys, from a geographical point of view, um, the wreck is right next to the river, so yeah, it is on a floodplain, the technical term, hey, and uh, more of a reason why build some houses on it. Well, <laughs> never know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's wrong prime, city. prime development site for a house, but um, and it, I think you know, I suspect that you know, a lot of we've had quite a lot of rain. Water tables risen up a bit, and. Uh, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it wasn't looking good at all, you're right, but uh, a bit of geography in there. Well, yeah, and I suppose they can't do much with it. It's not like they can put an artificial pitch because there's yeah, all those no. things around the, the the whole ground, isn't it, and the keeping city. it as a, as a yeah. public yeah. Uh, public place. And but one thing I would say as well, Tony, is that, um, I mean, Bath have got a lot of injuries. Oh, yeah, yeah. Playing on that pitch is not going to be, you know, conducive to... Uh, to not pick Although, up any more, yeah. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, because Watson's out for uh, yeah. at least until Christmas, if not a bit lo- longer, and their their injury see, list yeah. is is growing. Oh, I yeah. think they're the likes of Wasps, Bath, Leicester must be fairly rese- relieved that Saracens have got that big points deduction. Mm. But actually, you know, Saracens are going to churn out the victories in this Premiership. Um, one, I think one of those three big teams are. Well, could, 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 could be in trouble this season Definitely. well one of the other results and it brings us on to, to the next game at the gate was um, in the uh, top 14 in France and two of the teams in our group Breve and Stade Francais played and Breve won at home 26-21 so uh, a close game there against two of our group opponents next game down at Ashton Gate European Challenge Cup so what kind of team do we think Pat is going to pick for that one. 
Lee? Well, personally, I think um, it will be a strong side because I think Pat will want to win these two games. Um, I think maybe Provs comes back in, Hurrell. Uh, I think um, Alipati, he'll come back into the side because, you know, he needs some game time. Um, what do you boys think about well, yeah, I mean, we've got sorry, two European matches, haven't we? Home and away game before we go back to the Prem. I mean, as we know that resting all our top players in European matches, we we don't fare well coming back to the Premiership, do we? And as we've shown with uh, the Breve away um, and the Zebra, put the top players out, keep them fit, get no injuries, and then you're, I think you're set up well for coming back into the Premiership. So, yeah, who knows what Stafford will say? I mean... They're going to send a good team, aren't they? they? They're desperate for a win, but we obviously need to put a good team up against them. I think um, I think we might see our old Max Laheef get a start. He was on the bench yeah. today. He yeah, started yeah. away in Breve, didn't he? And uh, obviously got his sort of social media fame um, on his commentary about the Polynesian warlord. So I, I, I would think that maybe he'll start... Um, and uh, you said Alipati, didn't you, coming mm. in? I think if he's back fit, it'd be good to give him some game time at the mm. gate. And um, and I think it was interesting with the uncontested scrums today. Capon yeah. um, uh, and Lahif didn't come on. No, yeah. No. So you know whether that's a bit of looking at next week yeah, and thinking think so. actually Capon. Well, I mean Thacker had a good game today, but yeah, maybe Capon. Um, and I think I think to be actually the thing I don't know what I was going to say. I think I think Randall will start. Mm. I think Randall will start, and Randall will think you know what this is. This is my chance again to really cement his place. And I think if he has a good game. Next Saturday, I just wonder whether, you know, he might he might cement his place a little bit. And I think fly half's an interesting position, isn't it? Mm-hmm. What do you think, Tony? Right. Well, you know, um, Jan Lloyd, I, I I think there's an opportunity yeah. to, to to play him. Um, you know, you probably possibly have Sheedy on the bench. Let's let's give the lad a chance. You know, he I know he only came on for a cameo role at fly half for this game. But uh, you know he looked looked reasonably he, assured. He missed he missed one wide one, and he and he kicked another, and he didn't look out of place when he came on, and he no. came on in you know, pretty you know in a pressure situation. And I think I think Pat's got to look at it and say, well, you know, if we've got players that are kind of fairly equal, and one player doesn't have a great game, and Sheedy will hold his hand up and say he didn't have a yeah, great he's, game, he's he, he doesn't really guy. need us to tell him that. And I think and I think. Pat will say, "Okay, well, let's stick Lloyd in because you know that's why that's why you have a squad, that's why you have competition, yeah, and yeah. Uh, if it gives Sheedy a bit of time off, you know, think about it." I'd like to see Tiff Eden play it, it, one of the two games. I'd like to see him get a yeah. start. I think Tiff Denise is Hartbury at the moment, and he oh, uh, yeah, played for Hartbury um, away at Newcastle, so that would have given him a very yeah. uh, competitive game. But whether whether we do bring him back for these yeah. two European games, get him back in with the squad. But Jan Lloyd has been on the bench for every competitive yeah. game this season. If he's good enough to be on the bench, he's got to be good enough to play because if Sheedy gets injured after two or three minutes, yeah. Pat's yeah. got to have the confidence that he's, yeah. he, he, he can play the whole game. So, yeah, I, I'd, I'd love to see him start. I think there will be a, a few change changes. I think Atwood probably will come back. Yeah. Um, you know, whether we rest a little, the, the front row a little bit, question mark. Yeah. I mean, the back row as well, we've got, there's a few question marks because obviously, um, you know, Heenan's injured. Thomas has gone off injured. Lua Toas, you give him a rest because he does a lot of work. I mean, today again, you know, he did a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hughes, do you want to risk Hughes getting injured, you know, against a. But then again, 
you know, he's such a great player. But what, you know, we've got Hamilton, obviously, but then we're starting to get into the kind of younger lads and, you know, are we, yeah. do we, we, you know, we're, is that a bit of a risk to put them in? But Well, I, mean, I think we'll have to see how Stade Francais, if they turn up next weekend, won't we? And yeah. then the following weekend decide who we send to Paris. I, I, I think you look at Stade Francais and they're still struggling in the league. Are they going to prioritise this competition? Probably not. Are they going to send a strong team to Bristol? Probably not. So, you know, I think let's put a decent team out. Let's get the win. Hopefully a five-point win. We're sitting then halfway through this league group with um, full points. Um, and then maybe the away game, bearing in mind that we're away to Saracens the following weekend yeah. after that, oh, which yeah. is going to be a real tough one. Maybe go for it next weekend, get get the points at home, um, and then maybe rest a few of the, the first-teamers for the Saracens game. So um, that is the game next week. Um, but before we move away from um, London Irish... Um, those of you that bought a programme would have noticed there was a Bears Beyond the Gate mention in it. And, there uh, was. I think we've got someone to thank for that, haven't we, Lee? Well, we've got our friend Andrew Cleaver to, uh, to thank, uh, Briz Vader himself. Um, he sent me a text at the end of last week saying, do you mind if I you know, give you guys a mention in the programme? And uh, yeah, thank you very much for that, Andrew. It was a, it was a nice little write-up. And of course, one of the things that he did mention um, is Bears Beyond the Gate are going mainstream because uh, on Tuesday, the 3rd of December, we have been invited by none other than sporting uh, legend broadcaster Jeff Twentyman onto the scrum. So myself, Miles, Pete and Lee will be talking rugby with Jeff Twentyman on BBC Radio Bristol. So if you're listening to this podcast before 6pm on Tuesday, <laughs> tune in on your, your, your radio. If you're listening to this podcast after Tuesday, then you'll be able to find it on BBC Sounds. I think it will, the show will be available for thirty days after. So, how are we feeling, boys? Are we, we, you know, we're going to be we're going to actually be on live <laughs> BBC it's radio. Great. Now, Albeit you know, local, but it's still radio, it, isn't it? It's still radio. We'll 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 be on BBC Sounds. We'll be there with Radio One. We'll be there with the Today Program. We'll be there with Six Music. Uh, obviously, it's live, boys. So I just, you know, we need to Miles. we need to be on Watch our language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Lee, Lee, cut down your beers on Tuesday night. Yeah, and actually, just have the three or four. Actually, Lee, as a Withywood boy, how, how are you feeling about going that far north in the city? You know, you that, mean that's, up, into, up into Clifton. That's yeah. across the river and up into Clifton. I'm going to need the compass, aren't I? You are. Yeah, I'm. I'm honest, genuinely, really excited about it, Tim. I really am. I, I mean. This is what we aspired to do. You know, when we set up this podcast, we ultimately, we just four guys who like talking about our club. And um, and it's going to be lovely, you know, talking about our club in front of, uh, you know, the audience. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're all excited about I, it. I'm, yeah, I think um, I just found out I've got, I've got a meeting. <laughs> After school, I could have to have some apologies, but I've got to get up there. But, um, uh, you know, but I think... Um, actually, I did... Tony, I, I think I mentioned to you, I, I went to see Bristol City yesterday as well. Uh, 
and uh, I actually bumped into Jeff when I, when he was there. I was walking past him, and uh, I did I did wonder because you have been telling us about this for a few weeks, and it did cross my <laughs> mind that it might have been a little bit of a, a, a sort a, of a, a, joke. a bit of a joke, a bit of a gag, you know. Because obviously, Tony, you you control the you know all of the media outlets that we have. So I thought, well, I, I might just have a quick chat with Jeff, and I did. I said, I said, Jeff, I'm sorry to bother you, but um, just say hello because um, you know you're going to be interviewing us on. Uh, on Tuesday and he, he looked at me a little bit confused to start with then I said Bears beyond the gate and he said oh yeah yeah so Tony you weren't right you weren't you weren't um, well, it's not pulling been our leg well no I mean that's the, yeah, that is the risk isn't it he might have just said that just to get rid of me but I think it, you know I'm pretty sure <laughs> that he was he was gonna he's expecting us on Tuesday so it's very exciting isn't it and we'll Good. we'll give it a best shot won't we boys and he's probably yeah. glad he didn't have just a stalker down at the here uh, down at the football <laughs> yeah. yesterday yeah. we'll leave the, the sledgehammer at home there miles away. yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely right you're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans we're available on Spotify Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, TuneIn and Podbean, and you'll be able to hear us on BBC Radio Bristol um, this coming Tuesday. You can contact the show with your comments and ideas by email at bearsbeyondthegate at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at bearsbeyondgate or like our Bears Beyond the Gate Facebook page. So, boys, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about um, on this podcast is after this exciting start to the season, albeit a bit um, tempered by the result today, where do you think now we will finish in the league at the end of the season? So I'm going to go around the table and then I'm going to tell you about the poll results because we've actually put this out to some of our listeners and followers on social media. So, Pete, um, we gave people the options of top two, third and fourth, 5th and 6th, 7th and 8th, ninth and 10th, 11th and 12th. Those were the options. What would you go for? So as we stand now, Tony, I'm thinking, uh, based on today, thinking forward, I'm going to say 3 or 4. Miles, how about you? Based on before today, slightly different opinion, based on today, 5th. So I guess that's 5th to 6th. Lee? I'm with Pete. 4th. Yeah, I think with the Saracens deduction that's taken them out of the way, I, I see us competing with lots of teams. Are we quite good enough for the top two? Northampton very strong. Exeter are going to be strong. Yeah. I, I, I think I'd go in that third to fourth uh, spot. So let's see what the people out there on social media. We had well over, uh, we had over 200 people that took part. 7% of people said positions one and two, 58% of people said positions three to four, 34% of people said positions five to six, and just under 1% said seven to eight. Now, that means 99% of people think we're going to finish in a European champion's place, and I think that's wonderful. Compared to, you know, a ninth place finish, I know we weren't that many points off, but there is a hell of a lot of confidence out there that we are going to be playing Champions Cup rugby next season. I'd be pretty sure that Pat Lamb was one of those boys that uh, pressed the button on the top <laughs> six. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's not the sole person that put seventh to eighth, but even that, yeah. nobody thinks we're going to finish in the bottom yeah. four. Over 200 people, and I know we might be a bit biased because we're on Bristol Bears social media channels, but I think we're kind of a realistic bunch of supporters. Yeah, I think so. But um, the majority of people, well, that's... 65% think we're going to finish 
in the top four. So uh, let's hope we're right. Let's hope we're right. So you know that's a poll that let's we might hope repeat. I'm wrong with my fist. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. We might repeat that later in the season. But thank you very much to everybody that took part in the yeah. poll on our Facebook page. So let's now talk about something really exciting that happened this week. Um, one hell of a big signing um, that shows our, you know, this is a club that has got high aspirations and is moving forward. So, um, who wants to, to take first comment on that? I mean, that? we're not talking about a big contract Lee's just got, are we? We're, we're, this is... <laughs> This is even bigger than this my big contract. Even bigger than this uh, This, I presume you're talking about the signing. Of, we'll, we'll have to check the pronunciation of Semi Radrada. Radrada. Does that sound about right? Radrada. Yeah. I mean, what a signing! I mean, all the rugby press this week have been talking about this, haven't they? I mean, as Pete pointed out, we haven't failed to get in every major press this week, have we? Uh, well, rugby yeah. press. Yeah. We're, we're not quite sure about uh, the sun, but <laughs> we'll leave it at that. So Nathan Hughes was interviewed in the Daily Mail, I noticed this week. and uh, There was the Daily Telegraph carried an interview. I mean, it's so oh, exciting yeah. to see oh, actually all the big yeah. um, news outlets have seen where we are in the league. They've, they've looked at Pat Lamb and his philosophy. Um, uh, Radraja signing and they all want a piece of Bristol Bears well, I was a bit disappointed that um, old Andrew Marr didn't ask Boris Johnson this morning what he thought about <laughs> signing but, you know I mean you know political campaign was put on hold for a couple of days wasn't it um, no I think it was a, I mean, a fantastic signing uh, obviously not predicted uh, by many people at all um, apart from Tony, is there something you, you want to share with the, the listeners? Well, Bears Beyond the Gate, I think we were one of the first um, uh, people on social media to break the news that we were interested in signing him. That was the day before. Um, and then we were the first one to link him with Pat's management of the Barbars, the team that yeah. um, really took England apart um, uh, a couple of years ago. And... Um, you know, we looked at the team sheet there, and uh, obviously Ravadra was there, but um, also another target. So um, Justin Tuprick was uh, on that um, <laughs> on that team sheet. Who? Tipperick. Oh, okay. yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. He likes some turmeric on his <laughs> yeah, Tipperick. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know me and names, boys. I'm, I'm, I'm never that we, hard we on it. We still think we still. And think he's only Carl Welsh. Snick, we still think Carl Snickler's on the table, don't we? Well, there, there is a, a, a Sinkler on the table. Yes, there <laughs> is. Um, and that's one of the other names that's been linked with the club. I know people are also talking about Gloucester being interested in him, but um, that would be a really big signing. But there was also an article, I forget where I read it, saying, I think it was Ian McGeekin talking about Pat Lamb and his strategy of bringing in international quality players, but ones that have either moved abroad and aren't going to get picked for their teams, like the Luatoas and the mm-hmm. Piatows, or not picking home nations people. Um, so, uh, you know, we... We, we look currently, I mean, who knows, if we go on and we're still very high up the league, um, you know, some of our boys might get picked for, for England and the Six Nations. But as things currently stand, we're not going to be losing too many people. Yeah. So I, I wonder whether that philosophy will, will continue. What I, what I thought was interesting about the Rodrada signing was when Pat explained with great clarity to about how we can afford this in the... In the, the um, uh, salary cap and I, I urge anybody 
who still has, you know, doesn't really understand what's going on. So go and find it's on the Bristol Post somewhere when he does yeah. his press conference. Barry explains how Bristol are way under the cap, um, which in itself was interesting, but also that he's talking about marquee players. And actually, he said the whole point of marquee players isn't just for Bristol Bears. Signing someone like Rodrada is, is good for the Premiership, it's good for rugby as a whole. If players like that, you know, we just happen to get hold of him through his contacts and that. Mm. And that's the that's the point of marquee players. It's not a bad thing that we have a peer tower and you know, and I know that someone like Steve Diamond in the past has, has moaned about Bristol having money or whatever. You know, it's the salary cap is not difficult. It's basic it's a basic calculation. You add yeah. up all of your yeah. the salaries and if it's under seven million you're fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the problem is it's like when you tell players you get some you know something else beyond it. But the marquee player rule is about if you can attract the best boys, then you're doing it for everyone. And I think that's a really important point. But he's to not make. complaining that he signed Fafter Clark, has he, Steve Diamond? No. Well, I think so, uh, yeah. Yeah. exactly. So, quite. I mean, we, I mean, a lot of the press have said this is going to be fantastic yeah. for the Premiership, and we've got to compete with the Pro 14 and the Top 14 in France, haven't yeah. we? Who've got no salary cap. So, this marquee signing is brilliant. So, we can get the, some of the two best players in the world and still fit within the salary cap. And yeah, it was brilliant to hear Pat Lamb's interview with the Evening Post, wasn't it? Explain how we fit within the salary cap and. You know, I know we're a bit biased, but he sounds like a man with morals, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, the minute you listen to him, well, he's a man with a calculator. (laughs) Exactly. He's preempted the questions already, Pat. So he went into that interview and literally got got his, as we do here with with our notebooks, got the notebook out, and he just went boom, boom, boom. Everyone. It also reminded some of us, you know, when he went through and said O'Connor Championship, Hurrell was Championship, Fricker. Bristol University and looked, saw him play out and thought he's good yeah. um, uh, Luke Hamilton to be fair even as a short term signing working in a bar in Wales yeah, you know, in a restaurant and, he, and his, his point was that you know his job is is have a, is have a mix in a squad and you you bing players and you, you coach them and I remember him saying ages ago of uh, Q&A is that he, you know when he's looking at players he says to his coaches are these players coachable yeah and, yeah. and, and if they are then they fit into the plan Um and then you sprinkle it with experience and, and big-time players as well. And, I mean, you know, I think that the template that he's got, that he's clearly shown, yeah, whatever we, you know, today was a bit disappointing, we didn't win. But we've got, you know, when you know there is a vision and a structure in a club, it's exciting for the it's exciting for the years ahead, whatever happens. Well, I mean, the, the fact we've got this guy in, he, he came down on Saturday, was it? He's, well, yeah. yeah. Spent a couple of days looking at the, train, the new training ground and... Um, which is still obviously being built. And and that was it. He was on board straight away. Absolutely. I mean, I mean did, did, did Pat show Mark's bread? I mean, that must have been a decision. I bet he's like had a little straw down North Street. There's <laughs> a tobacco <laughs> factory with some yeah. amazing exactly. stacks on it. Or oh, the beer tap, you know, the tap beer yeah. tap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All. yeah absolutely. Well, it, I mean, it's fantastic news. I think it, the whole rugby world was excited, yeah. let alone um, those connected with Bristol Bears. So before we move off the transfers, um, according to our sources... Touch his nose with finger. Um, the offer's still on the table to Rory Best, as far as we understand. So he's yet to make his mind up about a, uh, a short-term contract with the Bears. And we understand um, inquiries have been made um, with Ford at, uh, at Leicester. Um, and that's interesting because, you know, did today 
show us that do do we need a top quality fly half that can control a game from ten? Um, much as we love Sheedy, much as we look, you know, Yarn Lloyd's coming through that that quality number ten. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, Irish had Paddy Jackson, who's there, was there signing this year, their ten. And they he didn't they didn't play him at ten today. They played him at, at fifteen, yeah. and they put Myler at ten. You know, an away game against the high flying championship table topping Bears, and he controlled the game for them yeah. quite well. And oh, yeah. you know, you do need to have that uh, that 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 um, possibility. So, whether or not George Ford comes off, I guess at this stage, you know, there's only invitations to people, isn't it? I mean, they, mm. they yeah. you know, they don't yeah. they, you know, if that doesn't come off, you know, I think we should be speculating on perhaps. You know, someone else that you know maybe maybe interested in it as yet, and I don't know, but I think maybe it's something we need to keep an eye out on. The, you know, is there other or possible players maybe in the French league or maybe elsewhere? I mean, if we under? can if we can still be top four come uh, January the first when we're allowed to start talking to players, then yeah, I think you're right. There's no reason, is there, why we can't be talking to a, a good international fly half? Who see, I I, I kind of poo pooed the Tipperick. Um, idea last week but actually I think that's gaining a little bit more credence now I don't know what you boys think but I can see that happening a bit more now than I did last week well, mm. suddenly I mean yeah you, you see we got Heenan injured we said earlier Thomas goes off Hamilton comes on you know 100% great lad but I think it was him that gave away the penalty right at the end for not rolling away in front of the posts you know suddenly Lua Toa has put big shifts in I mean you know he's yeah. going to have to have some time off mm. Hughes broke his hand you know came back quick but the nature of those boys is that they put their, their head where it hurts I'm suddenly thinking we do need some quality a bit more backup in the back yeah. row, so I, I think mm. I think perhaps what we say in terms we're saying perhaps Tipperick is a good goer and, and a, a back rower definitely may be re- revealed at some point and possibly some sort of uh, fly half maybe or but we still think a centre though don't we? Well, I don't know with um, the signing yeah. of Radradra who can play at thirteen. Course, yeah. Did, yeah. You know, yeah. does that all of a sudden? Mm. Um, you know, I, I don't know who Pat would want to, to to play in, but he can certainly play at thirteen. I I, I do think maybe a, a number ten could be um, uh, something that he wants to look at to take us to that next level. Mm. Really, to take us to that next level. My only doubt with Ford is that because obviously he was at Bath, wasn't he? And then he he wanted to move back north, and that's the only thing that that yeah, that kind sure of little I... niggling little doubt in the back of my mind. I think well, I wonder if he if he'd want to come this far south again. Be interesting, but there's lots of talk about lots of players leaving Leicester. There, there's quite a few of their stars that are out of contract. So, um, you know, if you if you're going to jump ship, you want to jump to one that's uh, watertight and sailing in the right direction, yeah. uh, and with a correct jib on. Um, right, that's almost the end. But before we go, um, it is our gets my goat and Lee. I think. Um, it's it's you. It's my first one. It's your first one. What gets Go hard? Your, what gets you? Well, work? obviously, I'm not a guy who likes to moan about a lot of stuff. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> not like the three of you. No. But um, I no, this this really did get my back up. I went to um, Friday lunchtime. I went to the club shop, and I mean, I bought the the away shirt at the start of the season, and I actually went in there and I thought, right. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna buy some and I wanted to buy the, the gilet and a hat. And I walked in, I was literally walking all the way around the store two or three times, couldn't find any hats at all, you know, like this is woolly, woolly hats. hats. Yeah. You mean, you mean as it's, just got as it's winter? Yes, yeah. as yeah. it's winter just, and yeah. yeah, as it's Christmas. And, yeah. Um, so I thought, right, okay, so I'll have a look for the gilets. And there was probably five on the coat hanger, too small. And then there was XXL, XXXL, and then one up again. And so basically, I walked out of there thinking I was expecting to spend 60, 70 quid. And I walked out of there with nothing at all to show for it. And I thought, it just seems like the, the merchandise, the club shop is, is not very well stocked. And now, you know, admittedly, I nearly share it with City. So, you know, you're only going to have half the shop for rugby. But there was just nothing there. I... I- We've we've talked about it on the pod. I mean, I think this is a huge opportunity there, Missy. This is what three, four weeks before Christmas, yeah. and it should be packed with things that people want to buy for loved ones. Um, but things like woolly hats. Yeah, it's it's freezing cold out there. They didn't have any hats, woolly hats, in the shop in December. I mean, you know, there's no point bringing them out in March and April. Of um, it, it really is disappointing and I don't know whether the whole size thing has anything to do with the pop-up shop opening out at Cribs at John Lewis but if so you've still got to make sure you've got the stock in your stadium store well we even went in after the game today didn't we yeah. so to have a look just to make sure and there was still no woolly hats in there so it, it just seems shocking like you say we've got three, four weeks away from Christmas we're all stuck in there freezing cold and there's no hats. What are, our, what are our wives going to get us for Christmas? Well, that's it. They'll, they'll be struggling, really. Yeah, they'll struggle, well, won't they? Yeah, yeah. they'll have to rewrap my Bristol rugby hat from 10 years ago, I think, lads. It's, yeah. it's looking that way. Well, you think, I mean, that's 60, 70 quid I would have spent in there, and that's just yeah. one person. Yeah. But you know? What do you, you went, what do you then spend it on? Oh, so I'm stout. Coronation. <laughs> 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 coronation did well. Well, that's it for this week. Disappointed that we uh, didn't get the full five points, but very much looking forward to uh, the European campaign starting again next week. So uh, this is Bears Beyond the Gate, and we'll talk to you again next week.